Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Auto Say Disabled. I am your host Caleb Borsiner. And this is me, Trevor or King Thick. Now I'm ready to get Sega over with. <laughs> yeah, we are back with part three. This is the first part three we've had so far. And, and it, it had, had to, to be, be on Sega. Sega. We don't have much left to go. Though, no, no, which, no, no, which no. I'm, I'm really happy about. We have what four pages left? Four and a half pages left of notes worth of information. Yeah, this sounds like a lot, but it's really not. <laughs> no, no. See, just to give y'all an idea, we have 25 pages of research. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it sucks. <laughs> oh man, but <clears throat> we're going. We're going to get it done today. We're going to blow and go right here. Get ready to go. Just like I wish someone would do to me, blow and go. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last episode, we finished off talking about uh, uh, Sega's arcade uh, machine sales and everything, about them opening up a theme, Mimdor theme park in Dubai and all that crap, and their year-to-year -year, uh, physical PC games on a year-to-year -year basis until the last fiscal year of 2014 were... Uh, uh, their machines had higher profits than that, which is stupid, but anyway, we're going to jump into it, uh, picking up where we left off, and so pretty much we have uh, a big, uh, Sega announced a uh, new leadership for Sega of America and Sega of Europe in 2005, uh, Simon uh, Jeffrey uh, became uh, president and CEO, COO, my bad, not CEO, <laughs> Uh, of Sega of America and Mike Hayes, president and COO for Sega of Europe. And in 2009, Mike Hayes became president of the combined outfit of Sega West, which includes both Sega of America and Sega of Europe. And uh, uh, due to Simon Jeffrey leaving, uh, and Mike Hayes is credited for reinventing uh, Sega software strategy, taking it from failing to five, $500 million in revenue. Uh, focusing on uh, PC with franchises like Total War and uh, Football Manager, <laughs> and uh, selling Mario and uh, Sonic at the Olympic Games, and at one point being one of the top three uh, yeah, customers on Steam. That being Football Manager and Sega, let me... What, what football is it? I imagine it's, it's, it's actual like American football. Football manager, because don't they spell football differently for soccer? Like it's like no, I think I think it's still spelled the same way. Oh, uh, also known as worldwide soccer manager. Oh, okay, okay, never yeah. mind. Yeah, developed by a British developer. So I mispronounced it. It's football manager. Football. <laughs> you um, stupid, ain't it? A little bit. <laughs> Uh, in the console and handheld business, Sega found success with games targeted at the Japanese market, such as Yakuza and Hatsune Miku Project Diva. <laughs> I didn't know they made Hatsune Miku. Yeah, apparently. Man, they started a trend of Vocaloids that I wish never existed to begin with. Yeah. Uh, related to Hatsune Miku, in 2010, Sega began providing the 3D imaging for her holographic concerts. I completely, yeah, I completely <laughs> forgot they had, dude, they even have that shift like Tupac and Michael Jackson now. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, Sega also distributes games from smaller Japanese game developers and sells localizations of Western games in Japan. And in 2013, Index Corporation was purchased by Sega Sammy after going bankrupt. And after the buyout, Sega implemented a corporate spinoff with Index. The latter's game uh, assets were rebranded as Atlas 
a wholly owned subsidiary of Sega. You know, I just thought about it. If they wanted, if like people wanted to sink money into like the holographic projectors and everything, we could like watch Dragon Ball in real life. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a lot of money though. That'd be pretty. I, shit, I, I'd pay. I'd pay three hundred dollars just to go watch like a two-hour Dragon Ball fight that's happen like, right above my. It's like in Japan, they have like that whole thing where like it's like a v, like a virtual reality experience, and you actually like see like you're like seeing through point of views and crap like mm-hmm. that and everything and fights. Like, there's a whole thing where you're like in Gogeta's point of view and you're fighting Broly. Shit's dope. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't mind just being a fly on the wall and just watching it at that point. It's yeah. It's like it's like virtual reality in 4D. Which I know, I think you have you ever been to like a 4D theater or anything like mm-hmm. that? Oh man, it's fucking whack. Where are 4D theaters around here? Not very many. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Actually, there's oddly enough weirdest place to have one. Uh, Georgia, uh, you know the Coke place in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has a 4D theater in it. <laughs> oh. <okay. laughs> if you go on the tour of that place, they actually you watch like a movie, like quick little movie or something like that on there. It's pretty cool oh okay like the seats have shit built into them and stuff to like interact with you like vibrating and stuff like yeah, that. yeah vibrating and then like they have little things that can come out and touch you i don't know how i feel about that well, it's not really like it's not like fingers or some bullshit but like like there's one me. point where there's like this giant bug in the in the movie mm-hmm. and then it flies a, like off screen and then this thing in the back of the chair like punches you in the back <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I can only imagine going to a 40 porn theater. I, I, oh, okay. That, that, that'd be good. <laughs> oh, anyway. So, in the mobile market, Sega released its first app on the iTunes store with a version of Super Monkey Ball in 2008, uh, due in part to uh, the decline of packaged game sales worldwide in the, uh, the 2010s. Uh, Sega began layoffs and closed five offices based in Europe and Australia on July 1st, 2012. Uh, this was to focus on the digital game market, such as uh, PC and mobile devices. And, uh, oh, crap. <laughs> I went too fast. Where was I at? <laughs> uh, go, go back up. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm way too low. You were, like, right there. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> too fast for his own good, just like Sonic. I swiped too fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, strong, uh, back where I was at, strong performers for Sega on these platforms included... Uh, Fantasy Star Online 2 and Chain Chronicle. Uh, the Fantasy and Fantasy Star uh, is, a, is a PH. It's not an F. Uh, just for fun fact. I've actually been told that Fantasy Star is a pretty good game. I've never played it. It's a it's an MMO. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know what the hell Chain Chronicle is, but I've been I've been recommended by people to get Fantasy, Fantasy, God damn it, Fantasy <laughs> Star Online 2. Anyway. Uh, in 2012, Sega also began acquiring studios for mobile development. Studios such as Hardlight, Three Rings Design, and Demi uh, Demi Urge Studios, yeah. becoming fully owned subsidiaries. Uh, Nineteen older mobile games were uh, pulled due to quality concerns in May of 2015. Uh, to streamline operations, uh, Sega established operational firms for each of its businesses. In the 2010s, in 2012, Sega established Sega Networks as a subsidiary company for its uh, mobile games, and the same year, Sega Entertainment was established for uh, Sega's amusement uh, facility business. And in uh, January 2015, Sega of America 
announced its relocation from San Francisco to Atlas USA's headquarters in Irvine, California, which was uh, completed later that year. And uh, from 2005 to 2015, Sega's operating income generally saw improvements compared to Sega's past financial problems, but was not profitable every year. So, yeah. They're still, I mean, they're doing better, but they're still not doing good. I'm trying to figure out how much money that the Hatsune Miku uh, concerts have made. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually curious. Why are you that curious? I, I just am. Because, <laughs> 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 I, mean, I mean, I've completely forgotten about that, but now since that's back in my mind, I'm really curious. <laughs> I mean, look at that. I mean, that, I mean, that's just people at a concert singing hologram. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> oh, I wonder if they ever. Like, I, I doubt they would, but I wonder. I, they probably know that it wouldn't perform over like well over here. Probably not. <laughs> anyway, um, in April 2015, Sega Corporation was reorganized into Sega Group, uh, one of the three groups of uh, Sega Sammy Holdings. Uh, and Sega Holdings Company uh, Limited was uh, established with four business act, uh, sectors under its control. Um, Haruki Satomi, son of uh, Hajime Satomi, uh, took office as president and CEO of the company in April 2015. And Sega Games Company uh, Limited became the legal name of Sega Corporation and continued to manage home video games while Sega Interactive Company Limited uh, was founded to take control of the arcade division. Uh, Sega Networks merged with Sega Games Company Limited in 2015 at the Tokyo Game Show in September 2016, and Sega announced that it had acquired the intellectual property and development rights to all games developed and published by Technosoft, uh, and effective from January 2017, 85.1% of the shares in Sega's theme park business became owned by China Animation's character company, renaming the former Sega Live uh, creation to... Uh, C.A. Sega Joypolis. China. China. I I, I got, at least I got prices for the the tickets. I don't know if I want to know this. General admission tickets can range between $80 to $150, while reserved seats can range between $150 to $300. VIP packages, I don't know what the fuck that means. Can rank, or go about three to three hundred and fifty. You get to see the hologram. You get to see the hologram. Maybe. No, but you get to see the hologram in the VIP. Oh, so yeah. it's like some cyberpunk shit. Ain't Probably. It? Shit. <laughs> shit. I'll take a brain dance. Oh my god. Wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> What's he talking about, fool? I don't know, man. <laughs> Read my mind out loud. <laughs> well, wait, how much did you say they were? For like for a VIP ticket or just a regular ticket? Any of them. Well, they they range between uh, eighty bucks to three hundred fifty bucks. Who pays three hundred fifty dollars to go see a hologram? I mean, I don't know. Besides a simp, I I don't know. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't know. We don't. I don't. We don't need to say that word. Because people on Twitch actually get fucking canceled for that. Like, Twitch will ban you for that. Which I'm pretty sure is not the same way with podcasts, but, I mean, if Twitch is doing it... That's bad. It, it's sad. Yeah. <laughs> it's like getting banned for saying Karen. 
Pretty much. Yeah. I uh, mean, shit. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, shit. They actually do concerts overstate. Like, over here, overseas. That is weird. I'm on Reddit right now, and somebody was like, has anyone actually been to a concert, and is it worth it? No. Um, <laughs> spent about $200 on tickets. I wish I could have gotten the VIP ticket so I could have been closer to the stage. Oh, so that's all it is. What? That's all you get? <laughs> There's a good number. Uh, I'm still trying to find out more details on it. No, uh, man, I was expecting the VIPs to be like you go to like a like a private room before the concert ever starts, and they have like a special hologram where she's like nude, and they just sit over there and beat off on a couch. <laughs> blue, uh, blue size on Reddit said, "Hey, man, I saw Miku and and fucking Dallas, Jesus, Dallas, yeah." Like spent thirty five dollars on a ticket. I spent a hundred dollars on drinks, <laughs> <laughs> and, and another sixty dollars on a sick T shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it is absolutely worth it. I highly recommend it to everybody. Dallas, oh man, of all places, <laughs> I'd be the, I'd be like one of the last places I think that'd be. Like first, uh, first place that probably come to mind if in the states they probably have a Hot and Miko concert. Would be to anywhere me, would be in California. Like, yeah. Cal yeah, California. <laughs> anywhere in California, I could possibly see it in New York. Yeah, but mainly California. Yeah, having a Hot and Miko concert on Times Square. <laughs> <laughs> you just see Spider Man swing by. <laughs> <laughs> wow, city's just full of weebs. <laughs> like, damn, holograms are getting pretty real, and all of a sudden you see Rhino just kill four people. <laughs> Goblin flies by. is like, nice tits. <laughs> Norman Osborn's coming, coming through with them waves. Oh, man. That's my only request for the new movie is that they give Willem Dafoe waves. He's not going to have waves. I've already seen the art. I know he needs waves to keep it comic book accurate. But, it, man, I've already seen the art. He ain't got them. That's a damn shame. He's got the classic hair, man. Well, he needs to get some waves. And <laughs> um, uh, in June 2017, uh, Chris Bergstresser. Uh, Where is that? I want to read it. Bergstresser. Oh yeah, Bergstresser. Yeah, he replaced uh, Jurgen Post or Jurgen Post as uh, as uh, president and COO of Sega Europe. And in twenty uh, in June 2018. Gary Dale, formerly of Rockstar Games and Take-Two Interactive, replaced Chris Berg, uh, uh as president and COO of Sega Europe. And a few months later, Ian Curran, a former uh, executive at THQ and Acclaim Entertainment, replaced uh, John Chang as uh, president and COO as, of Sega of America in August 2018. And in October 2018, Sega reported favorable Western sales results from games such as Yakuza 6 and Persona 5 due to the localization work of Atlas USA. Well, yeah, Persona 5 is just... It's a damn good game. <laughs> yeah. Despite a 35% increase in the sale of console games and success in its PC game business, um, profits fell 70% for the 2018 fiscal year in comparison to the previous year mainly due to the digital games market, which uh, includes mobile games as well as uh, Fantasy Star Online 2. Uh, and in response, Sega announced that for its digital games, it would focus on releases for its existing intellectual property, 
um, and also uh, focus on growth such uh, growth areas such as uh, packaged games in the overseas market. And second, blame the loss on the market miscalculations and having too many games under development. Projects in development at Sega included a new game in the Yakuza series, uh, the Sonic the Hedgehog film, and the so uh, Sega Genesis Mini, which was released in September 2019. And in May 2019, Sega acquired Two Point Studios, known for Two Points Hospital. Which, that Yakuza game that they're talking about is Yakuza 7, like a dragon. Yeah. If I had to take a wild guess, that's the only one that's been released since the, since the, uh, the time period of what they were stating. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. And then, of course, the, the Sonic movie as well and everything. But I, I, one thing I would like to, to give a huge shout-out to the fans of Sonic for bullying the people behind the CGI to make Sonic look like Sonic. Yeah, that was... Versus that piece of shit that they originally had. <laughs> it was ballsy, but it worked. And hey, they also got... That movie also did get a lot of respect for me because they put it in the Sonic meme. Mm -hmm. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. <laughs> the yeah. only the only thing I didn't like about that movie was the floss. The floss. Yeah, you know that one point where it does the floss dance for like two seconds. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was like the only thing. Everything else is pretty good. I mean, is is it like a like a perfect Sonic movie? Fuck no. It's <laughs> it's, probably, it's probably one of the best like video game. Like live action adaptations we've yeah, had. It's definitely down. one of the best ones. And you know, Jim Carrey as Eggman is you, Jim Carrey can do no wrong. <laughs> to me, he's just like Robin Williams. He can do no wrong. Oh man. Tim hates Jim Carrey. Well, Tim, I'm sorry you feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> Which he has he has a good reason, but oh well. Not I would like get, to hear that after the podcast. Not gonna get into that until after <laughs> <laughs> uh on April 1st, 2020, Sega Interactive merged with Sega Games uh, Co. Limited, and uh, the company was again renamed Sega Corporation, And uh, while Sega Holdings Company uh, Limited was renamed Sega Group Corporation. And according to a company statement, the move was made to allow a greater research and development flexibility. And in April 2020, Sega sold uh, Demiurge Studios to Demiurge co-founder Albert Reed, and Demiurge... Uh, said it would continue to support the mobile games it developed under Sega. As a part of the company's 60th anniversary of the brand name, Sega announced the Game Gear Micro Micro Console Gee whiz! <laughs> <laughs> uh, scheduled for October 6, 2020 uh, in Japan and uh, an announcement that, uh, that was doubled uh, revolutionary in quotations. Don't forget those. Sega also announced its uh, Fog Gaming platform, which will use the unused processing power of arcade machines in Japanese arcades overnight to help power cloud gaming applications. Interesting. <laughs> uh, cloud gaming just isn't that good. I mean, no. I mean, one thing I will say: Xbox has just introduced cloud gaming to a uh, Game Pass, and that is something I can say is good because. Instead of me having to wait like an hour or two to possibly longer to download a game to see if I like it, I mean, I can just stream it right then and there. Yeah. Which, to me, that would be the only reason why I would think cloud gaming would be any good. Now, I would love to be able just to, like, cloud, like, just, like, cloud game any game for at least, like, if they would give you, like, an hour to two hour time limit to find out if you would actually like it or not. I just miss renting games back in the day. Yeah. Because that was, too. like, the main, like, because, like, unless you wanted to... 
It's like, I could have, like, not wasted so much fucking money on games I thought were going to be good, but turned out not to be, like, <laughs> Avengers. Uh, <laughs> Jump Force. Oh, man, I, I could keep doing that all day. I ain't going, I don't, uh-uh. You might get COVID with all that coughing. Yeah, I know. But anyway, yeah, like, being able to rent games or try a game out is just something we don't, we haven't had in forever. Yeah. And I wish we still did just for that purpose. Because very few select games even have demos. They really don't. And most of the time nowadays, you don't even really get demos anymore. You just get betas that you have to fucking sign up for. Yeah. And hope that you get into it. With, I mean... (laughs) At at that point, you basically have a job because you have to sit there and give them feedback as well so they can know what to do with the game. Yeah. You don't get to sit there and, like... you. Yeah, you get to sit there and play it, but, like, you also, at the end of it, you have to be like, yeah, this is is what I didn't like, this is what I did like. You gotta give them a whole fucking essay on like what you did and didn't like which is meh <laughs> um, but anyway during the latter half of 2020 uh, much of the financial gains Sega made in the earlier part of the year were wiped out due to the impact of the you guessed it coronavirus <laughs> um, on its Sega Entertainment uh, division which ran its arcades and in November Sega Sammy uh, sold 85.1% of its shares in the division to Genda Incorporated, or Genda, either, it's either Genda or Genda, it's G-E-N-D-A uh, Incorporated, uh, though the Sega branding and coin-operated machines produced by the company continued to be found in the arcades, arcade game mm. development was uh, unaffected by the move. Uh, contrasting its losses brought forth by amusement operations in 2020, Sales and critical reception of uh, Sega's home console titles improved uh, Metacritic ranked to the company as the best publisher of the year in 2020. And of its 28 releases that year, 95% had good Metacritic scores above 75%, uh, including uh, two with great scores above uh, 90%, and those were for Persona 5 Royal and Yakuza 0. And uh, with an average Metacritic score of 81.6%, for all 2020 Sega releases. And that brings us to modern day. <laughs> That's everything. Um, I don't even really know. If, like The only thing I can think of that Sega's been up to right now was pretty much like Monkey Ball. <laughs> Monkey Ball and the Demon Slayer game. Yeah. And, um... Fuck, what's that called? Fuck! I forgot. Shimagami? Fuck S&T. Well, it, it did release this year. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, damn it. What was that other game I was thinking of? Shit, I can't even remember. Sonic Colors? Yeah, Sonic Colors. Okay, I'm yeah. remastering that. Yeah, one, one thing I will say about Sega, from what I have seen about their anime games, they're actually really good. Yeah. Like, and like they, I, they I appear think, to be really good. I think good. the Demon Slayer game was also made with CyberConnect as well. What do they do? Uh, they were the ones that did the uh, Naruto Ninja Storm games and the um, basically and Kakarot pre Xenoverse. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, pretty much. Because the Ninja Storm game, like most of the Ninja Storm games, came out before Xenoverse did. Well, I say pre Xenoverse. They were like Xenoverse before Xenoverse. Were those the ones? Not really. No, no, no. Or no. those just like strictly like fighting. Those were like your. You're pretty. They, those were like some of the best 3D arena fighters. 
because I've played some of the Storm games and they don't play like a lot of the like most of the 3D arena fighters and you know what I mean by I say the most of yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because you know most most arena fighters, 3D arena fighters for anime games, if you guys don't play them or anything like that, I can explain to you real quick. Basically, all you do is you hop into the game, you pick a character or characters depending if there's a team aspect, and you press square, uh, th- like three to four times, maybe five if you're feeling risky. And then you hit, like, heavy attack, and then after you hit heavy attack, you do, like, a super. And that's your entire combo game. I mean, yeah, that's literally, uh, I mean, there's nothing the only Like, whenever it. we were playing Jump Force back in the day, the only characters we could find actual cool combos with were literally just Jotaro, uh, uh, Kujo, and fucking Dio. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> and that shit was whack. <laughs> well, the, only re- the only way I was able to find out anything good about th- I mean, and it was still the same combo, just recycled, but you just yeah. extended it. Yeah, I mean, the, the only difference was Dio had more hits because his... Uh, uh, Muda Muda did more uh, did more hits than Oro Oro did. Yeah, that was it. That was the only difference. And of course, they were different. There was the moves were sort of different, but other than that, they did the same fucking thing. Uh, except you know they they updated Dio's to where like his knives do not back now. Instead, yeah. they're stunning, so that combo doesn't exist for him anymore. I mean, unless you should just use Piccolo. <laughs> As an no, I mean, like, you can't get the stone. Oh, no, I know that. Yeah, but to, that. to even continue past that point, because, you know, that was pretty early in the combo. Yeah. Because you did, like, light, light, uh, heavy. Uh, for Jotaro, you did Starfinger and Dio, you did the knives. Yeah. And then you did, you know, the, after that, you did the rest of it. But since Dio knocked back now, you can't do it. Yeah. Which is dumb. But anyway, that's what I'm saying about most 3D arena fighters for anime games and stuff like that, is they're just that copy-pasted, recycled bullshit of just the same kind of combo game, and it's just not interesting. Because the main appeal of fighting games, when you make a good fighting game, is... Unique combos for each character. You Well, not really unique combos, because to be fair, Dragon, Dragon Ball Fighters has bread and butter for everybody. Yeah, I mean, you can... Base- but, you the, can do the, like the same basic combo for everybody. The main thing that gets people for fighting games is usually uh, the high, like the high impact, intense fucking action that you can get out of them. And for that, you have to have you know good movement. You have to have a good combo game. You have to have good ways of having a defense and everything like that, so that you can find options out of stuff. And it just leads to all these crazy moments that everybody remembers, like, you know, Evo moment, uh, I think it was 27, or was it 37, I can't remember off the top of my head right now. But anyway, at the, there, was a, there was a part, there was a time in Evo where this guy was playing Ken against Chun-Li in a Street Fighter 2 uh, tournament, and he literally was a nut tap of health away from dying, and he completely parried Chun-Li's fucking machine gun kicks perfectly, which is very hard to do because... That shit has different timings on each kick, and then did a full combo, and she had like 75% health. He did a full combo and killed her ass off of that. That was hype. Yeah. That shit's hype. What can you do on like Jump Force and all these other games where you start getting hit? I can get away from the combo. That's it. I can either block, or I can fucking teleport behind you with a perfect guard or some bullshit, or like dash away. That's it. Yeah, and there's no real punishments in that game. There really isn't. It's either you're purely offense or purely defense. And like other like the other fighting games that that follow the things I was talking about there have hidden mechanics in them that cause you to have punishments for doing something really wrong. Like you can take in some fighting games you can take more damage off of a counter attack than you do off a regular combo. Like 
Uh, I don't know if anybody's ever seen Samurai Showdown, but that game has the most co- like counterattack damage I've ever seen in my fucking life. Because <laughs> you can sit there, and if you whiff and get hit, well, what, you what? lose 75% of your fucking health off of one slash. To, to explain whiffing, or to whiff to another person, you just miss your attack. Yeah, you completely miss your attack, or you like don't space it right, and you like basically like swing an inch in front of their face or some shit, but they can still hit you. It's all it's all plays off this thing called neutral, which neutral to explain that is just uh, neutral is any time any character is not at advantage. Basically, it's whenever you both are like trying to get in on each other, move around, and try to get hit so that you can be or start a combo or get somebody blocking so you can try to mix them up and all that shit. And they have to try to guess everything and all that is that is neutral is whenever you're trying to get to those points. It's like it's like watching a really dumb ballet. Kind of. <laughs> That's all it is. It's like watching like if ballet through fists. Yeah. If you don't if you don't know fighting game terminology, you're gonna get in a rabbit hole. There's a fuck ton of it. You got neutral, you got fuzzies, you got mix ups, you got fifty fifties, you got footsies, you got uh uh, what what else you got? Uh, you got uh, OTGs. Yeah. <laughs> you got well, you got meaties. It's all kinds of stupid shit, and we ain't got time to explain all those. <laughs> and other games have like their own different terminologies too. Yeah, like whenever it comes to fighters, you have happy birthdays and uh, TOD. Well, yeah. TODs is universal, but uh, T- yeah, TOD. Well, actually, happy birthday started at MVC. Oh, it did because uh, it, oh, yeah, because you could still hit people. It, it refers to any game that has uh, multiple characters. Like you pick a team. And, like, you can hit multiple characters in one combo off of the person's team if they call an assist. That's just anything like that. Yeah, you have, you have, uh, you have double, uh, if it's a two per, if you hit two people, including, so basically if a character, if they have their character out and they call an assist and you hit both of the characters and start comboing them, that's called a double Sunday. And then if you manage to get all three of their characters in a combo at once, that's a happy birthday. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which, I have seen some stupid shit happen on double Sundays and happy birthdays. I saw somebody lose a fucking fighters match in like less than a minute at the fight starting. <laughs> they called both of their assists to try and get in on the person and the person two M'd all three of the characters. <laughs> so we got two M scaling on all three characters and fucking Tia uh, like basically got almost damn near Tio. The, the guy was playing Bardock. He almost damn near TOD the main character. He had this much health at the end of the combo, mm-hmm. and both the other characters were already dead. <laughs> <laughs> the dude literally lost pretty much his whole fucking team in less than a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, yeah. So that we went on a whole spill there. But anyway, um. We're going to make this episode a little shorter since we had less to cover, but uh, we're going to give some uh, some more news and updates real quick and everything. Uh, so far, we are planning to do a little bit of something-something with our uh, buddies over at uh, All Day Special, Brett, Ephraim, and Matt. And uh, uh, if you guys uh, listen to us and you start listening to them or anything, you can expect us, hopefully, if they don't change their mind, to be on an episode of theirs. And uh, you can also expect them to be on an episode of ours. That sounds a little bitchy. It's like if they don't change their mind. No, I'm not. I'm not saying it in a bitchy way. I'm just saying, you know, thing, plans can change. They yeah. might. They might. You know. You know. Be like, hey, you know, what? We need to wait a little bit or something like that. Or, you know, no, I don't feel like doing that. But I, I feel like that, that's probably we're probably gonna be on an episode with them, and they're, they're gonna be on an episode with us. So, and uh, 
we're working some stuff out to be uh, on a stream of a buddy of ours uh, named Hayden Stedman. Cool dude. Uh, I think uh, on YouTube he's the Stead seventy seven. Is that his Twitch name as well? I think so as well. Let me uh, let me let me look it up for sure. That way, I can be positive. Okay. Uh, I didn't think I was following as many people on Twitch. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, all lowercase. The Stead T H E S T E A D. 77. Yeah, with no spaces, I'm assuming, right? Oh, never never mind. No, it, it's a capital T for the and capital S for stead. Okay, okay. And no spaces. No spaces or yeah. or, or no like periods or so, underscores. So if any of y'all want to go check him out, give him some love, that'd be great. And we're also going to hopefully be on a stream with him and the guys from uh, All Day Special and everything playing some games and stuff like that. Uh, we're trying to figure out what game we're going to play and all that. And then we're going to figure out all the fine-tuning bullshit later. Uh, but, uh, uh, in terms of anything else we got going on, uh, our analytics are looking good still. Uh, we're up, we're past 160 total plays on the podcast right now, uh, which is fantastic. Thank yeah. you. And, uh, well, I mean, right now we're, I mean, the only big, other big piece of news is that I got the PS5. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> uh, ordered it Monday, came in Wednesday of this this past week today is sunday the uh what is today's date the 29th 28th it's the 28th isn't it i think so yes yeah, 28th okay uh yeah today uh, today's a sunday the 28th of november and uh my ps5 came in uh wednesday uh and I, i've been loving it <laughs> <laughs> been playing the shit out of it i got um uh, uh, I already had Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and Assassin's Creed Valhalla for uh, the PS4 to PS5 versions of them. And then because of Miles Morales uh, having it, I was able to upgrade it to the Ultimate Edition and then uh, download the PS5 remaster of Spider-Man. And then I bought Demon Souls because they had a Black Friday sale going on a bunch of shit. And then uh, the only other games I got on there right now, I think, is uh, I got a free upgrade to Far Cry 6 because the disc having it for ps4 and then uh i downloaded my persona 5 royal on there and then my mass effect legendary edition so yeah i mean me remembering something you said i'm kind of surprised there isn't like a ps5 version because we have i have an enhanced edition of mass well there is an enhanced edition of mass effect for if, if i had a, if just I, for the series s and x what do you mean mass effect for not uh, mass effect the uh, legendary edition Oh, well, if I had to guess on the PS5, it would probably just run the PS4 version, but, like, up it a yeah. little bit and, like, give it 60 frames, probably. I mean, well, it's already at 60 frames. Well, yeah, that is true. But it would probably run it at, like, because I'm not entirely sure what the what the Legendary Edition's resolution is even supposed to be on PS4. I don't know. Like, like if you just ran it in, uh, in fidelity mode. Which I don't see why you would run it in fidelity mode. I never ran it in fidelity. I mean, I always ran it in, in performance, and I never had any kind of graphical issues. Man, or... it ain't hard to make space look good. <laughs> if you make space look bad, you fucked up. Yeah. Making space look bad is about as bad as fucking up cooking macaroni and cheese. <laughs> or toast. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, that, that's, I think that's pretty much all the big news we really got right now. Can you think of anything? Uh, not off the top of my head. Um, 
Damn. Which something interesting that I that I just happened. If you own an Xbox and you have Game Pass, you I don't know if you if you've already had like Fallout Three and Oblivion and uh, Fallout New Vegas downloaded, but there is an update that came out about a week or two ago, and it actually bumped up the frame rate for consoles. Well, just for Series S and X, which to me is spectacular, because I. I'm spoiled by 60 frames. It's hard going back. <laughs> it's hard. Going. Dude, don't it's, worry. it's so hard going back and playing anything in 30 frames. Don't, don't worry. I'm getting that way too. Cause now I had like, at first the only thing I had that could run 60 was my PC. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, Hey, this is fucking cool. You know, playing the Witcher three and everything like that. I was like, man, this is great. Yeah. And then, you know, I played the PS4 and stuff and everything. I'd be like, Hey, you know, I was kind of back and forth on it. So, you know, it wasn't that bad, but now that I got the PS5, both the PC and it are running at 60. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> it was like, I, I can't go back. I, I can't. It's just, it's impossible. <laughs> right now, like, if I see anything running at 30 frames, I'm kind of physically disgusted. Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> like, get that weak shit out of here. Oh, man, dude. The thing I'm loving right now, though, is the fucking controller, uh, which I've already told you all about this, because yeah. he, he lives with me. Fun, <laughs> FYI, fun fact. Um, but basically... Uh, like all the like all the cool little aspects of the controller and everything like that, like the vibration, like it's got like super pinpoint vibration, the the adaptive triggers where they move and shit, one like and give you more tension and all that. One thing that's cool is on Far Cry Six, so the the right trigger for the fire button uh, has that shake in it whenever you're firing like full auto yeah. or anything like that. But one thing I thought was really cool is whenever you pull the left trigger to aim, it has tension. Oh, okay. Whenever you aim. And you can, like, one of the coolest things to me was the bow. Whenever you draw it with the right trigger, you feel the tension all the way through pulling it. Oh, that's dope. It's fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And uh, what else is, uh, the motion sensors are way better than they were on the PS4. Which, that's not hard to No, do. it's not. Definitely the PS3. <laughs> Shit, I think really the PS3, all it really had was, like, this and this. Yeah, pretty, it pretty much had like an X and Y axis. Yeah, and, and like the PS4 was basically almost the same way, but the PS5 has a complete full 360 degree fucking motion sensor. You can flip this bitch around any way you want, and the motherfucker tracks all the motion in in its actual the actual way that it actually is moving, which is cool as fuck. Well, no, no, the PS4 controllers they were definitely a lot better whenever it came to motion than the PS3 because on Dark Souls. You can quick emote by like holding X and doing like a certain. Like, oh yeah, I forgot about the flicking it. And stuff yeah, like and that. you yeah. can do like certain like movements with your controller, and you can do like a quick gesture. Yeah, instead, yeah. Instead of having to like go into your menu and do it, you could just remember them and then just do the motion with it and everything. Yeah. Which I forgot about that, but but so far I'm I'm loving the controller, and on top of that, the the thing is fucking giant. <laughs> it is a fucking beast. Like I. I Words cannot... Like, if you've seen pictures or videos of how big the damn thing is, don't worry. It's bigger than you think it is. Because I literally pulled this motherfucker out the box, and if if I hold it flat in my fingers of my hand, like, basically, you know where your fingers meet your palm? If I if I rest it right there and, like, let it stand up against my arm, the damn thing comes past my forearm. <laughs> and I am six foot uh i'm six feet tall and like what's my arm span you think six like, feet uh, okay yeah i have a six foot arm span <laughs> your, ar- your arm span is supposed to be the same as your height if not like give or take i feel like that's a little inaccurate 
Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's usually how I measure, like, like cords and stuff. It's like, I'll hold it out, and it's like, my arms are completely, I mean, yeah, this is a five-foot cord. I mean, I know that at work, whenever I pull out, like, plastic for putting it on a car for it to paint, mm-hmm. I know if I go my full arm's length, the, the way Tim goes for his full arm's length, mine's always longer. Because mm. <laughs> Tim's like, I don't know his exact height, but he's, like, here to me, or oh, okay. something like that. But... Yeah, that's just that's all. That, but I don't know. It's it's weird to think that your arm span would be like the same as your height. Just weird. Man, I don't know. Look at Shaq. <laughs> Man, don't don't, even, don't don't bring Shaq into this. <laughs> if I could, if I could, I would. Shaq, if you're listening, shout out to you. Join the podcast, buddy. <laughs> It'd be a pleasure, man. I just get a random text message tomorrow from fucking Shaq. We just get DM from Shaq. We're like, hey. Mike Tyson hits me up. I don't know about that. I don't I, want him to hit me. I'll, I'll know I'll know it's Mike Tyson's because all the S's are TH's in the text <laughs> message. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> you have to do the man dirty. Now, now he's really going to hit us. No, I like Mike Tyson's. <laughs> Man, hey, huge props to off topic here. Well, everything right now is off topic, really. But anyway, uh, Mike Tyson is a is a fucking beast because he is like what past fifty years old now, and he's training again. And he is like, I've seen some of the videos of his training, and I was like, this dude is a fucking monster at fifty years old. <laughs> I think he's a, I think he's a good bit older than fifty. Uh, yeah, I think he is he mid fifties. I thought he's like mid fifties or something like that. But anyway, but. Yeah, this shit's whack, man. When you get that old, shit starts getting hard. So, the fact that he's still keeping up uh, at that age is pretty fucking ridiculous. Oh, he's 55. 50, oh, exactly mid-50s. Look at me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think that about wrap up this episode. Uh, we love you. We hope you all have some good moments in your lives and we hope everybody had a good thanksgiving yes definitely uh hope everybody if you don't celebrate thanksgiving um uh, I, I i'm being i'm being honest with you i'm not trying to be insensitive here or anything i don't know what other people celebrate you're missing out <laughs> yeah but if you if you if you celebrate thanksgiving hope you had a good thanksgiving happy thanksgiving and everything and uh if you don't celebrate thanksgiving then uh i hope you had a happy day yeah hey, i hope you had a good day <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh, uh, this it's like you know, like is there anything? Is there like a different version of Thanksgiving for other countries or anything like that? Shit, I don't know. Shit, I'm, fuck if I know, man. <laughs> I, <laughs> I gotta look into that, I guess. But anyway, redundant. But uh, but anyway, this this has been an episode of Out of Save Disabled. As always, I'm your host, Caleb Center, and this is me, Trevor or King Thick, and we. We'll see all of you beautiful, mother-loving life forms in the next episode. See you on the flip side.